Hi, this is Arletta. And this is Shauna. And welcome to the Roadmap to You podcast. We are here to give you tips and strategies on how to address the effects of some adversities you may have faced in your life, either as a child or in your adult life, so that you can get to a better you. We are not licensed therapists, and the information shared during our podcast is intended for educational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional or medical advice. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Roadmap to You. This is episode two, Shauna. <laughs> episode two. So we are on our way. We are on our way. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, actually awesome. So anywho, today's topic will basically be talking about adversity adverse childhood experience and I want I really want to talk about more so on motivated for greatness and what motivated me to write this book I know I went into a little detail in the last episode but I really want to kind of dig deeper so so motivated for greatness um, was a uh, was something that I thought of for a long time. I mean, a very long time. But what I really wanted to focus on is the trauma that I experienced when I was a child. And really in the beginning, because I say from like from birth until age five was really traumatic for me. And I didn't realize how it affected me until I got until I was an adult and I got older and I started seeing some traits that I was exhibiting, um, not only just with my, you know, husband, but just with my family and my mom. And those traits was basically like acceptance. So, um, and I realized that that was drawn from my childhood was because I was basically rejected. Uh, I was rejected from my biological mother. Uh, she put me up for adoption at the age of five. But even during that time that I was staying or living with her, and when I was under her care, she, I mean, I mean, the abuse was brutal. Um, I mean, I was whipped with uh, extension cords. Um I was, there was times where I couldn't eat and this is at five. So there was times where she didn't want to feed me. Um, there was times where I was left in the home by myself and I can remember, mm. I can recall and I added this into the book. I can recall a time where she actually left me in the house. I was five years old. She left me in the house and I decided that I wanted to cook at five. I wanted to okay. cook. And I remember it was a little bit of spaghetti in a in a pot that was on the stove. And so I decided to heat it up. And then back then, you know, we didn't have electric stoves. Everything was gas. So I decided to turn it on. And I can't remember exactly how this happened, but I end up burning a hole in the wall Mm. um and um i just remember you know me waking up in the neighbor's uh home next door 
to us and the ambulance was outside and the fire trucks was outside. So I was just like, well, why did this happen? And the neighbor basically was like, you know, were you home by yourself? And I was like, yes. And my mom went to the store and I was trying to surprise her and cook for her. And I just remembered all of those things. And so, so from the, from that trauma, it forced it not really forced, but it, I put myself in a need for attention, a need for love, a need for acceptance. And so that turned into me growing up, having that mentality with every relationship I had, with every, um, even with my now adopted mom and sister, I was always in that mode of trying to be accepted. I want you to love me. I want you to um, accept who I am. And so I kind of, I think during that time or during the times of me growing up, I kind of lost myself. And when I lost myself, it just, I guess that's when I was like, okay, I need to to reel it back and really start focusing on our letter and really figure out who Arletta is instead of this perception of what other people think Arletta should be. You see what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I um so that's what those are some of the stories that I've I've you know uh laid out in the book and actually written in the book and it really took me back and I think that's what gave me the eye opener to say okay this was this book was actually healing for me and it helped me really go in deep on some of the processes that I or some of the steps that I actually did and I did those unconsciously it was it was or subconsciously if if you may say um because I didn't realize that I was doing this but I knew okay. I wanted some changes to happen so I knew that I was like okay I have to start making better choices in my life. So that's, uh, that's some of the things that I, that I did. And I'm, I, I tell you, most people say, Hey, go to therapy. But I think, and this is what I said in the last episode that writing this book was therapy for me. It was therapy because one, I had to go back to a very troublesome past, but it also, Show me, oh, Arletta, you did this and you did that. So you allowed, you were able to get yourself out of that situation and kind of change that uh, mindset. And so those are the things that I think, you know, while we are discussing some adverse childhood experiences, those are some of the experiences that I had. So what do you think, Shauna? Well, first of all, as as always, I really appreciate your openness and how willing you are to share your experiences because uh, the truth is that especially in communities of color, we we have a lot, of, and not just in communities of color, but I know that I can say that in, in communities of color, there tends to be a reluctance to talk about any um, experiences like that. And, and I know we mentioned this in the last episode, we tend to think that this is just the way life is supposed to be. And so therefore 
we don't really give it. We just, you know, sort of push on through it thinking that, you know, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I have to be okay because this is, and you know, it's almost, you almost start to feel like you're weak or that something is wrong with you. If you can't push through all of these things. That's true. Yeah. And that, I mean, obviously we know we're, we, we've evolved enough to know now that that's not, that's not accurate, but you know, that's, that's what the thinking has been for a lot of time. And I think that we could probably have an entirely different conversation about how far back that goes, the need that um, a lot of people in our community have to sort of long suffer, yep. if you will, through through whatever, whatever the adversity have been, because a lot of that is sort of built in into our families and our communities, and you, you know, know to, to be I, able to cope with the suffering. Yeah, and you know what? I kept, like even me being adopted, I kept that for a secret for a very long time because even when my mother first adopted me and I was in the third grade, I used to be, I used to, they used to make fun of me for being adopted. And I mm. was like, that was a bad thing. So what I did is that, you know, for years, people didn't know. They thought, hey, that's your mother. But for years, you know, even close friends didn't even know that I was adopted until, you know, I started opening up to certain people. So, and, and that, that, that part alone is actually pretty interesting. And I want to, I want to, um, I'll try to come back around to that if I can remember, but one of the things I wanted to ask you as you talk, we're talking about some of your experiences and as you grew older, you grew into, to womanhood yeah. and, you know, you started, you know, start sort of paying attention to your experiences and your interactions with other people. And like you said, you started paying a little bit more attention to how you were interacting within other relationships you were, that you were in and you were really starting to reflect on the person that you were growing into and um, and considering the person that you wanted to be going forward. Do you think there was one single event that caused you to stop and reflect? Was there like one, like a turning point, like a specific event that happened where this thing happens and then you say, okay, something has got to be different going forward. I have to do something else was there was there one yeah. event or okay can you yeah. do you feel yeah, comfortable just, sharing about that yeah it was um me and the constant um it was basically relationships with different guys that i was having because because of the situation that i experienced as a child when i became an adult and especially during college time during while i was in college um, I was very promiscuous. I okay. was very, very promiscuous. And I think during college, I realized that I wanted more in relationships because it was basically about sex. Not just from the men's side, but even from me, because I equated sex as love. That was love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and a, a lot of women do that, though, as a side note, but that's for another That'll, that's for another episode. Yeah. Yeah, that, no. And, and so the turning point for me was after graduating from college, you know, it was like, you know, I went through all these years in college. It's like, you know, I wanted something meaningful in a relationship. But then I also started to understand who Arletta was because I was 
interacting with different people and I knew certain things that I didn't want to tolerate. And I realized like, why are you tolerating these things? Like, you know, people talking down on me, people thinking less of me, even from my own family. I remember coming home from college um, during a, in between semesters, I think it was like a Christmas holiday or whatever. And my sister was like, you went down to Gramlin and that's the, of course, the college we both went to. Um, Shout out Graham fam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I came back from, uh, when I went home from school and my sister was like, you changed. And I was just like, I changed because I grew up and I changed because you guys are so used. I was very, you know, uh, into myself. I was very quiet and meek and, you know, I didn't really talk a lot. And so when I started to develop, uh, uh, actually develop into womanhood, um, I started mm-hmm. identifying who I, I really am, who I, who Arletta is. And then um, I started speaking up for Arletta. I started, you know, not accepting, you know, what people's advice was about me or their opinion was about me. I started, you know, you know, challenging them. And my sister was like, wait a minute, who, who are you? I'm not used to you challenging me. I'm used to you basically saying, you know, whatever I tell you to do or whatever I say about you, you just basically accept it. And so at that point, I was just tired of accepting it. And so from just sexual relationships and just realizing that Arletta wanted more. And that happened when I graduated from Grambling. So that was my turning point, and I realized at that moment that there was some changes that needed to happen. But I'm not saying those changes happened immediately because even <laughs> after graduating, I still found I I still uh, basically found myself in those types of relationships, um, and um, it was. I was gradually getting out of it. It wasn't so many different sexual partners. It began it began to, you know, that number started to, to become smaller. And now I started to focus on, you know, what is it that Arletta likes and identifying what this person is really trying to get from myself. I hope I said that right. Mm. No, that you you did you, that. That's actually good. That is so good, and it's so open of you to to be able to you know sort of lay all that bare, like for all the reasons I said before. And interestingly, when I hear you talk about that, what I hear is it's even from when you talk about from when you were younger, you talking about the resiliency that you have sort of started building along the way and you i think have blossomed into who you are now not because of those experiences but really in spite of mm-hmm. and i know that sometimes when we talk about children we talk about children people just like oh kids are resilient kids are resilient and i don't i don't know that resilience is something that is like um comes in like factory standard <laughs> with with humans <laughs> it's not no, we talk, especially when we talk about resiliency as it relates to children, we talk about it like it's something that's just built, a piece of them that's just built in, built in automatically as opposed to it being sort of something that you have to build over 
over time that you sort of learn how to to have that sort of you know flexible bounce back yeah. um kind of quality you know it, it's something that you sort of build after having some life experiences um various types of life experiences actually yeah. and so I, I think it's very neat and i think it it, it definitely is something that should be stated now that you know you have um you have blossomed and grown into something that is completely amazing and you you did that not because of what you went through but in spite of right like yeah. you had those experiences and that could have gone any number of ways but despite the choices that you were talking about that you made that you weren't necessarily thrilled about in hindsight you still made other choices that kept taking you forward and kept taking you further and yeah. further away little by little yeah further and further away from that experience and yeah. and, and all those steps led you to to this conversation we're having now yeah yeah do you know what i mean like you wow you know so it's sort of like it was like more than one thing happening it was the the effects that you were having yeah the the um results of those experiences and then all the while like i said that's where you were building the resiliency because you still made choices you were like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna yeah. get this degree i'm gonna you know you all the ways that you could continue to to build on your life and expand yourself and expand your horizon beyond what your experiences have been. And that's, that's how you come to be here now. I mean, yeah. and you could have just said, this is what my, this is what my experience has been. And that's that you could have let that be the end of the story, but you didn't yeah. now surely it's a part of the story and it, but it doesn't have to be the entire story. It doesn't ever have to be the whole whole story because every time you had an opportunity to make a choice that was taking you in a different direction you kept doing it otherwise you'd still be wholly in that place Ooh. now there may be some parts of you that are still lingering in that place but that's not the whole of you yeah and that's i'm glad you said that because i can remember um you know me just looking at my environment and just saying that I want it more, I want it better. And so, you know, when we grew up, you know, if you want more, if you want better, then you go to school and get an education. And I know no <laughs> one can take that education from you. And even while I was in Gramlin, it was a struggle. I mean, literally, financially, it was a struggle, but I was so determined to get that degree and I didn't want to become an environment of, I mean, a product of my environment. That was my really mindset, even back then at 19, 20 years old, I did not want to become the environment, my, uh, a product of my environment. Not saying that my environment was bad, but just the, the history and the past. I didn't want to be, you know, because my mother, for instance, my mother, I love her, and she only did what she could for what she had. And I'm not faulting her for anything that she, you know, that I, I have experienced with her. And when I say my mother, I mean my, my adopted mother. Um, her, her, I didn't, I didn't feel love from her during the time. See, I was, so I was adopted at nine. So uh, my mom, and, and it was told to me, the only reason why my mother adopted me is because her, her biological daughter needed somebody to play with. Okay. And 
you know, when you're young, it's like, oh, that's cool. I got a playmate. That's fine. But then as I got... Okay, but wait. But can I, can I stop real quick and ask yeah, who yeah. told you that? My mom. Okay. Okay. She told you that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Keep going. I was just curious about where that came from. Okay. Yeah, when when I was young, she told me um, that the only reason why she adopted me was because her biological daughter needed a playmate. She needed somebody to 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 hang around with, and my mom probably wouldn't remember that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) saying that. But um, I remember that because I just thought, hey, she's my playmate. Until it took years for us to realize that, no, she's not just your playmate. That's your sister. Because she had, Mm. you know, she had her father. And, you know, every weekend or every other weekend, she would go to her father's house and, you know, spend time. And then it would just be me and my biological mother just kind of hanging out or whatever. So, you know, when she left, I will feel bad, like. I want to go with her because if that's my playmate, then I need to be going with her. And then I remember getting in trouble because I will make, you know, have this fit. Like, why aren't I with her? And she's Mm. going to her father's house. Like, no, when she goes to her father's house, that's her time with her father. But I'm like, I want to go too. And we supposed to be together. (laughs) <laughs> and um, that that's another form of attachment that I was trying to have with her and so that separation gave me anxiety and that, mm-hmm. that led me to this oh nobody wants me or, or nobody wants to accept me so that mm. you know I experienced that at nine nine and ten yeah. years old so um yeah, that's yeah. My mom wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't remember. She probably wouldn't remember that conversation. But I remember that, and that those are the things that I think with us going into this podcast and just kind of understand some of the the things that you say to children mm-hmm. and how it affects them as they grow older. You know, you have to mold your children to be, you know, adults. And these are a uh, uh, law. Okay, what's the word I could say? Um, these are uh, 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 just grown adults, you know, mm-hmm. and that you're putting these adults out into society. So you take a lot of your childhood into adulthood, and that becomes even more you. And that's uh, some other things that I experienced as well. But we'll talk about that more in, in, in future podcasts. Yeah, we will. We will. And I think that, you know, what you just said, you know, before we go on, that's definitely interesting because you were saying that you didn't think she would even remember. And probably when she said it, it was probably an offhanded comment. Mm -hmm. Like it was probably something that she just sort of rambled off and never even imagining at all that it would be something that would stick to you the way it did. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, I think that's why we have to be careful about why we have to be especially careful about, you know, what we're saying when we're talking yeah. to children. But yeah, because it, that's, it's, it, that stuff is impactful. Yeah. And, you know, we, we can. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But before we um, 
I guess before we wrap this episode, I did just want to briefly, I know in the on the front end of the episode, you talked about adverse childhood experiences, and we've been talking about some of yours. Hey, we had to put a stop to that episode. The conversation was getting way too good, but you can listen to part two in episode three, where we will continue to talk about adverse childhood experiences. In the meantime, you can learn more about Motivated for Greatness at www.arlettamore.com or Amazon where you can search for Motivated for Greatness. And if you want to learn more about Asage Solutions, please go to www.asagesolutions.com or Asage Solutions on Facebook. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Roadmap to You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us on social media at the Roadmap to You on both Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review. So until next time, enjoy the journey. Bye.